Welcome, welcome, welcome. How is it going today, friends and family? This is the Sneaky Emu. This is episode number 17. One, seven. Uh, Mom, thanks for listening. Today, we are, this is going to be the last episode of the year. The last episode of the year that was 2020, a year that many people are hoping to leave long behind us, if you feel me. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish, we're going to, we're going to go through a few things, talk about a few things, and then, um, I'll probably take a couple, a couple of weeks, take a little break, um, at the beginning of January, a week or two, and then we'll, uh, come back strong. You know, this is, uh, like I said, episode number seven, 17. So we've done a few of these things. We're going to do some assessments, see how we're doing. And then, um, pick back up in the new year with all kinds of, uh, hopefully good things. I think that'll be a good idea. Also, uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a little, have a little break. Uh, so I hope you're patient with me. I hope that, uh, you, if you've missed any episodes, you can go back and check them out and I hope that'll be good. Also, when this airs, it should be post Christmas, which means you've opened all the presents uh, you've had all the fun, you've eaten all the ham, and now, uh, you're twiddling your thumbs. You're, you're waiting for the new year to begin. Um, so today I thought as we bring one year to an end and as we move, uh, into the beginning of 2021, um, I, I had an idea to tell you a story about a guy uh, that to me has brought a bit of encouragement and, uh, just, just kind of a nice story and a nice gentleman, um, that who doesn't know who I am, but I thought would be an interesting story to tell. So we've gone through this heavy year full of ups and downs and turmoil and tragedy and politics and elections and viruses and, Swarms of locusts and protests and on and on and on and on it goes. And so I thought maybe this story will help as we move into the new year to um, to give us a way maybe to begin the new year uh, with, with something uh, positive. And, and here's the thing. Uh, it seems like for many people... We're looking, I think a lot of people want change. I think a lot of people are ready to do something different, to make things better, hopefully. Uh, the, the, this 2020 has revealed some true colors in certain parts of who we are and in certain parts of our country uh, and in certain parts of society. And I think a lot of people are ready uh, for something different. A lot of people are ready for some change. Now, when it comes to change, the difficulty with it is I think sometimes we have this desire or this feeling that in order to make change, it has to be this big, uh, overwhelming, you know, this, this giant splash that we're making. Um, we, we seem to have this idea that has to be this drastic, dramatic, you know, 
I'm I'm going to uh, I don't know whatever <laughs> whatever it is you think you that should be changed that you think you want to change that you think needs to be changed. Um, you know, like for me, uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, I, I I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, but stop stopped eating meat. Um, and it's and it's really easy on a personal level to go, oh well, uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make all these changes come from the new year, and I'm gonna go like hardcore. I'm I'm. Uh, it's easy to overdo it, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I've heard it said people um, under, let's see, people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in five, which I thought was pretty good advice because we have the tendency to think we're just going to go out and make this big deal. We're going to make major changes, whatever. But what it seems like is that like deep, lasting, longer, significant changes comes incrementally. It comes in the, it comes in actually the smaller things. And so rather, maybe rather than this 21, 2021 coming out with this, like, uh, over the top, I'm changing all aspe- aspects. I'm getting rid of all social media. I'm cutting cable. I'm, you know, whatever, doing all these things. I'm going to go on a crusade for the good. Um, because that can take a toll on you. Maybe, maybe we come out small. But maybe we come out small and we come out intentional. And maybe if there's enough people doing small, intentional things, we can incrementally begin to change the direction of, uh, you know, of, of 2021. Maybe we can change the overall vibe of how things are going. So with that said, I've got a little story and maybe some... Uh, other other little fun things in and along the way. Um, so most days during the week, I uh, I go for a little run. You know, if I'm at the office, uh, I try to take either my lunch break or I try to take uh, the, you know an hour or so before I leave or stay after and and go for a little run. Also, side note, um, and I haven't really talked about this, but I've started training. Uh, and I'm training for something. I've done a few races, a few longer type races, uh, and I'm I'm a bit. I don't. I go back and forth on this because part of me is hesitant to talk about it um, for a multitude of reasons. But part of me is like, well, maybe I should just mention it <laughs> because uh, it's it's going to be a bit of a journey. And so maybe maybe I talk about it in the next couple of weeks. Well, in the new year. Because that'll be a part of my journey and a part of my story and what I'm doing. And I think people uh, people like to support people doing stuff, right? Isn't that a thing? Um, I mean, if I knew you were up to something cool, wouldn't I, I would want to know that, right? Uh, if you were if you were like, hey, I've got this really I, I want to hike the Appalachian Trail, um, I'd want to yeah, I'd want to hear that story. Uh, the only problem th- that I struggle with here is that it's almost like I don't want it to I don't want it to be a braggy, and that's my thing with it. Is it could have the it could have the um, the potential to be to be a bit braggy, and and that's not what I want. Um, but I do want you to feel like you're maybe coming along this journey with me. The other option, the other um, kind of downside to it is that uh, if this thing that I'm training for fails, it will be my second failure, and then I have to come back and say, "Oh, I didn't do the thing I was trying to do." Which can be a bit hurtful on the, on the old ego, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but you know, whatever. I don't know. So I go running on this trails. 
I am currently training um, in January, uh, coming up this third week in January. Uh, I'm doing a, a trail run, and it's a it's a hundred mile trail run. So I'm training I'm training to run a hundred mile race. I tried to do a hundred miles uh, a year ago, about this time in March, and it was it was like right before COVID happened, and I didn't I uh, I didn't finish. I I didn't even make it halfway, which is kind of sad because I've done a I've actually done a fifty mile race in the Everglades, um, which was incredible. So to not make it forty miles was a bit discouraging. But I also I think I I think I was sick. Well, I was sick. My wife thinks I had COVID, so I was <laughs> running a race, trying to run 100 miles, uh, potentially with COVID. We don't know. We don't. Maybe I start. Maybe I'm like ground zero for the outbreak. It didn't start in Wuhan. It started with me at a trail race. Just kidding. Uh, so, anyways, uh, I'm in training for this for this long race uh, over in somewhere uh, north of Tampa. And, uh, that's, that's what I got to do. So I go running a, a good bit. I've got a couple long runs coming up this weekend. Um, feeling, feeling pretty good right now. If I can stay healthy and, and stay on my training schedule, uh, I, I, I may be able to do this. And so you get, uh, I think at this particular race, you have 30 hours to complete, uh, this run. So I'm hoping to be a few hours underneath that. And, uh, I think it'll be a cool, cool, cool accomplishment. If you, you know, so anyways, back to this, I, I've been running. Um, now there's a few different trails I run. One is a couple in the woods, which is the kind of race I'm doing in, in January is a trail run. So it's all through the woods, sand, rocks, mud, roots, all that stuff. But nearby my job is like a paved trail. It's really pretty. All kinds of people are on it. Um, all different kinds of people are on it. Runners, walkers, bikers, People who rollerblade, dog walkers. I don't know. Did I mention? I think I did. The uh, the Latino dude on rollerblades. I think I talked about him, right? Yeah, he's out there having a good time. Uh, young people, old people, moms with their babies in the strollers. It's it, it's this pretty wide spectrum of people that you come across on the trail. Uh, and I've noticed that uh, there's there's no really set etiquette for greeting or acknowledging people as you pass by or go around somebody or cross paths. And I'm, I'm, I'm hyper mindful of, uh, of who I'm coming uh, up towards, whether they're coming towards me or I'm catching up, like running past them or near them or something because of if, if there's any, I think I mentioned this in like the very first episode, if there's any like female young, old, whatever, mom, I'm always like hyper mindful of their like level of comfortability. Like who is this weirdo behind me or running at me or why did he look at me too long? And so there's a lot in my, I try to, I, I kind of gotten over it some, but you know, there's no like uh, trail etiquette for greeting people and passing people to, to acknowledge like, I'm not a creep. I'm a pretty decent dude. Like, um, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes there's a, there's a mild nod. Sometimes there's a, like a half wave. Sometimes there's nothing. But then if I do, if I do nothing, I feel like a huge jerk. Um, like I'll do a little, like you just kind of raise the fingertips on your hand as you're running by just to acknowledge their presence. I don't know. Uh, and so I find it a bit, find it a bit tricky cause I don't want to 
completely ignore somebody as if they're they don't exist. Like I, we don't live in New York City, you know. Like we live in a a fairly uh, smallish type town where people like to see other people, and we're not overcrowded. Um, and so, and and it's even maybe you know this, uh, like. Uh, if you're walking towards somebody, you know, outside of running or anything, you're walking towards somebody from a distance. And then like you try to time the eye contact, like you don't want to stare at them for for like 50 yards as they're walking towards you. So you you see them and then you put your eyes down and then you look to the right, then you look up and then you see if they're closer. Then you glance back down and then you glance back up and then and then you have to, you know, you try to time the eye contact properly so that it's just enough to say I acknowledge you and then a little anybody struggle with this hopefully hopefully you feel me so uh on this trail as I struggle with <laughs> greeting people or not greeting people there is this guy on a bike uh with a bell and a smile and this dude is incredible. So he, he, in my head is the guy on the bike with the bell and the smile. He, this guy, he exists outside of the rules and the etiquette of what's proper and allowable and acceptable when it comes to greeting and passing people on the trails. Um, he is, he is, uh, he's on the trail on a regular basis you know, like because I'm out there on a, on a on a pretty frequent schedule, I know who's out there and who's not, and who's like a regular and who's not. The guy on the bike with the bell and the smile, he's a regular. He's he's no poser. He's not a visitor. He's not a foreigner. He's not just passing through. He's like he's out there on a daily, weekly basis in the heat in Florida in the humidity. And he's getting it done, whatever he's doing. So much respect. Much respect to the guy on the bike with the bell and the smile. Uh, he is an older gentleman, this this guy, uh, maybe his late 70s. Uh, he rolls hard on his beach cruiser <laughs> along the trails. So he's like, he's just doing his thing. And, and he's, he's riding his beach cruiser. Uh, he, his helmet, uh, usually seems to be, it's, it's like an old school helmet that is a bit bulky and then it sits like slightly askew atop of his head. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's like maybe almost like two, it might be a size too small or his head got bigger or something. Uh, so it's just like slightly crooked. Uh, and then he's got, of course, he's got like the, um, the tiny mirror. So he keeps the tiny mirror attached to his helmet, you know, so he can see who's coming up behind him. Uh, I'm guessing because he, he's not moving very fast on his beach cruiser that he's used to having people go by him so he could just see who's coming up just in case. Um, and, and what makes, <clears throat> what makes the guy on, on the bike with the bell and the smile, what makes him stand out to me is, is not his age or his bike or his hat or his little mirror what really makes him stand out to me <clears throat> is his greeting right this is what i'm talking about he is he's beyond he 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 exists outside of the rules 
of whatever trail etiquette there may or may not be. Uh, the way that he greets and acknowledges people at, uh, that he passes along the trail is, is incredible, right? And it's so incredible that the first time it happened to me, it kind of caught me off guard. Uh, and, and I wasn't, I wasn't really quite sure what to make of the whole thing because it was so uncharacteristic for what you experience on this trail. Now, uh, I don't, I don't consider us, uh, buddies or anything, right? He is, he has, uh, no idea who I am, but in my head, I think we're friends <laughs> in my head. I think we are probably buddies. And actually I look forward to, to viewing him and seeing him, uh, viewing him like he's a painting. Uh, I look forward to seeing him, uh, when I'm out on the trail because of what he does. And it, it what he does, it like makes you feel kind of special. <laughs> uh, so to start with, like his whole presence is disarming, right? There's, there's nothing about him that's threatening or like uh, worrisome in any sort of way. His whole presence is disarming uh, from, from the bike to the maybe smallish helmet that sits crooked on his head in in the tiny mirror that's hanging off of it there's 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 no alarm in him being anywhere in the vicinity then when you get within range okay and i'm i'm not talking like he he doesn't observe like the the proper nodding and making eye contact time it's like when you get within like a 10 yard 20 yard range he begins to ring his bell that's attached to the left side of his handlebars with his thumb. He's, he's got a little uh, bike bell, ring, 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 ring. And on, uh, as he's doing this, he's trying to make, he like doesn't take his eyes off of you. He's just staring at you, ringing his bell. And he smiles at you the whole time. And so as he's trying to make eye contact, as he's ringing the bell with his left hand, as he's got a big smile on his face, he takes his right arm and then reaches across his left arm, like his left hand. So he's holding on with his left hand to the bike still. He takes his left arm and then begins to wave like vigorously towards you. <laughs> Can you picture it? The guy, seven-year-old man, beach cruiser, tiny helmet, slightly askew. Tiny went mirror off the side of it, ringing the bell with his left hand, reaching all the way across his body with his right hand to wave at you coming down the trail 20 feet away from him, <laughs> smiling like you're his best friend, right? It's what he's doing. What he's doing is so very intentional. You cannot possibly mistake what he's up to. There, there's no questioning. Did that guy, did that guy ring a bell at me? Did that guy smile at me? Did that guy wave at me? No, you, you can't possibly miss it. Yes, he did. He did all of these things and he did it blatantly and obviously and intentionally. Now, uh, although it startled me the first time, it's kind of been something that I've grown to like look forward to. 
Um, I don't know. I've never, we've never stopped to talk. I don't know his name. I could call him Jimmy. I could call him grandpa. I don't know, Charlie. Um, but what I've realized is that it, it doesn't matter what kind of day I'm having. If I come across the guy on the bike with the bell and the smile, I've realized that my day, even if for a moment, it gets better. Like regardless of what's what's going on in his head or what what his reasoning is for doing this thing, there there's actually this like really powerful message that's spoken through this really simple action, right? That you, whoever you are to him, as a stranger, you have value. That you, just by being you and by being in his presence, you matter, right? It's This is such an incredibly strong, powerful message, but at least to me, because this is my takeaway. It's not just, oh, that was kind. When I, when I sort through this, when I think through this, I'm like, it's not just a smile and a wave. This is, this is an intentional act that lets people who would normally pass by without much more than a nod, um, that lets people know that somebody else sees them. That is, this is a, that's an incredible message. Um, in this in this place right where you're like lucky to get a nod from somebody else or a little wave this guy on the bike with the bell and the smile he is sending a message to people and his message is like like ring ring i see you <laughs> ring ring like i acknowledge that you exist that's important. Ring, ring. I'm happy about you. I'm glad to see you. And I want you to know that, right? It's this super simple thing that in my mind is such a powerful moment. It's a powerful idea. When I pass that guy, I kind of want, I want to know more. Like what's going on with this dude? What's driving him? How did he gain this perspective. He, through this simple action, is drawing me in by how he's living. Like I, I want to know, I want to know more about him. In fact, I kind of want to, I kind of want to be like him. Right? He's created a desire in me to actually be better. He didn't have to have some sort of like compliment, a uh, complicated argument. Uh, to prove his viewpoint and his stance and how how he views life as a better way of seeing the world, right? Maybe maybe he's a Christian, maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't care. Like the thing that he's doing to me is 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 a is a spiritual Christian uh, human act. The thing that he's doing is drawing people into him. He's, he's living out this better example, right? So you could try to, uh, you know, argue me, argue with me till you're blue in your face about how you living your life a particular way is a better way to live your life. Um, but that guy doesn't have to argue at all because it's this very simple, direct 
profound thing. I see what it is. I see what it does. I feel what it does. And I think he's on to something. Yeah. So just, just in his commitment to treat people like in this particular way, he's actually shown me this is a better way. Uh, and not only has he shown me, he's shown me like something better, he's nourished my being by doing so. So it's like this double-edged sword that, that I, like, <clears throat> I'm really quite grateful for. This really simple thing that's really powerful and really quite profound because now not only do I have a desire to be better, it also like nourished my being. So, so here's, here's the thing. When it comes to changing the world, so many people, like I said, are looking for this big, dramatic, drastic, some sort of, you know, earth shattering, life changing thing, this drastic event. Um, but the truth is, uh, changing the world for good, I think lasting in lasting ways tends to happen incrementally. It's like one person doing one small thing one day at a time, right? It's, uh, what was it? Was it Bruce Almighty? Was that the first one where Jim Carrey gets to be God? Morgan Freeman is God, which is believable. And because who doesn't like Morgan Freeman? By the way, side note, did you see the, um, he had a series on, was it Discovery or something? Uh, was it called God? Something, it was like a six or eight part series about world religions, which was really, really fascinating. Anyways, um, I think in that movie, uh, he had, there's a line, I don't know if Jim Carrey says it or Morgan Freeman, but he says, we can't change the world, but we can make a dent. Something like that. Does that sound familiar? Uh, isn't that kind of the thought here? Like one person doing one small thing one day at a time. And this isn't, this isn't random acts of kindness. I don't really even like that term, random acts of kindness. Um, because that's like... And maybe I'm overthinking it. That takes away the intentionality. The thing that this guy, the, the guy with the, the guy on the trail with the bike and the bell and the smile, he, uh, it's not random at all. It's hyper intentional. It's hyper intentional. It's hyper direct. And maybe that's the beauty of it. But what if we, uh, as like collective humanity, took a lesson from that guy? And then what if we decided that throughout our day, throughout our week, we would intentionally find a way to let people know we see them. I see you. Because when you are seen, it allows you to know that you have value. When, when people ignore, pass by, uh, don't acknowledge, the message that you send is that there is no value there. And when people feel that they have no value, then nothing, nothing will ever get better. But if we are able to take moments like these, to take opportunities, to take, to find some small thing that can allow people to feel like they've been seen, then I think it does make a difference in their life. It made a difference in mine. Right? You don't have to be like the world's greatest whatever to influence people. You can influence people where you're at, what you're doing, at your desk job, in your car, getting groceries, whatever it is you do, 
on the trail, when you're running, riding your bike, whatever you do, you can have a positive influence on somebody and let somebody know that they are seen and bring value to their humanity and thereby elevating all of humanity as we all do these sorts of things. So, as we talk about ending the year 2020 and moving into the year 2021, yes, we want to see things different. Yes, we want to have a better year. Yes, fingers crossed and hands folded in prayer, praying that uh, the worst is behind us, um, praying that we could do something to radically change all of it. Yeah, keep doing that. But also, maybe take a lesson from the guy on the trail with the bike and the bell and the smile, and maybe try to figure out how is it that you could do something small and intentional to elevate somebody's humanity. My guess is if we could all figure out a way to help elevate each other's humanity, we would all be in a better place, wouldn't we? Wouldn't 2020 be a better year if we started right now uh, deciding that we were going to try to see each other? Isn't that, isn't that what causes so many problems is the inability to see each other or the inability to hear one another? Isn't, um, isn't it the inability to hear one another <clears throat> that causes so many of our issues? This is why we have a standoff with the masks and the no mask camps. This is why we have uh, all kinds of people protesting because you don't hear us, you don't see us, you don't hear the struggles we've had. This is why so much of 2020 has been upside down. Right? So maybe, maybe the key to 21, 2021 is finding the small things that are in front of us that can actually help people feel like they've been seen or been heard. Maybe that's the way. In fact, you know, when you look at the life and ministry of Jesus, it was a, yes, there were some big moments. I understand that. But there was also a lot of small ones. There was also a lot of uh, conversation. There was also a lot of um having a meal with somebody. There was also a lot of, it's like everywhere Jesus went, he was connecting with people, um, seeing them where they were at, acknowledging where they were at. Uh, it, um, it's like the, uh, what's the one with the woman who uh, was bleeding for her whole life and she Jesus is passing through town and then she reaches out and touches his garment. I think we've talked about this, the idea of interruptions. Um, yeah, cause we talked about busyness, but Jesus stops in the middle of what he's doing to address this woman and to talk to her directly and to see her humanity and to see the pain that she's going through in her humanity. And then it's in the seeing of the pain and dealing with her directly that there is this healing. So maybe, maybe we don't have the ability to heal somebody, right? Do you like how I said maybe? <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys don't know how to heal people. Because I do, apparently. Um, no, but I, like, right, I, I don't have any... I don't have superpowers. If you have superpowers, 
let me know. Let's hang out. I want to hang out with you. Okay. Um, but, but maybe we can like, we can't fully heal somebody's physical ailment, but maybe if somebody is struggling with something, maybe if somebody does have some health or mental condition or whatever, maybe it's just in the simple act of slowing down and acknowledging who they are and what they're going through that allows like at least a small sliver of healing to begin. Right. I'm not going to be the savior. You're not going to be the savior, but maybe, maybe by, by, uh, by allowing people to know that they are seen by empathy, by empathizing, um, it allows a, uh, a bit of healing to start. Right. Um, when you when you when you uh, look at the the other stories of Jesus, he's eating, he's hanging out with people, he's walking around with people. It's always about acknowledging the people that are in front of him, that are with him, that are around him. Oh, hey, here's a bunch of people that are hungry. We should feed them. Yes, the food is hyper important. I understand that, but also like he could have just kept walking, right? He could have walked by. He could have not taking the time to do that because I'm sure that took a lot out of him. Have you ever made dinner for like 5,000 people out of nothing? <laughs> I imagine it took a lot out of him. He was still human after all. But if he didn't like, when the disciples came and said, hey, the people are hungry, he could have said, well, good luck. Go get it yourself. But he saw, he saw them. He saw the humanity. And by seeing the humanity, he actually did something about it. Uh, and so maybe again, maybe this is <clears throat> this is the way twenty 2020, twenty or twenty start over. Maybe this is the way twenty twenty one starts for us, and maybe by learning to see each other's humanity, and and being intentionally kind, or intentionally letting people know that we see them where they're at, um, maybe that kicks us off, kicks this whole thing off, like with a. Uh, it's not really a bang, is it? Because it's not a big thing. What What's smaller than a bang? Let's kick this thing off with a chirp. I don't know. Uh, what's Maybe we start small. And maybe it's not a, a drastic, like, life-altering thing that you're doing. Maybe it's a commitment to, like, uh, to address the guy at the gas station by name. I don't know. Something simple. Some people come by this kind of stuff naturally. My dad does this stuff naturally. He he doesn't know a stranger. There are people like that. But I also know there's a lot of people that that are too busy or don't care or whatever that that aren't going to pay attention to those sorts of things or you know, hey, I'm just I'm I'm only getting gas for a second. I don't it doesn't matter. We're never going to see each other again. But what if what if that's a thing that you can do? That's very simple, you know? Maybe maybe that's something you don't normally do that actually would help somebody to have a better day. Um, I heard a story, a different story the other day about um, this guy who was flying uh, and he, he went through a particular airport and he said there was a lady uh, that worked for either the airport or a little kiosk in the airport or something. And he said she, she would just sing um, as people were passing by. So she, she would, and she would call people out, but it was like a singing blessing sort of thing where she'd be like, Hey guy in the blue shirt, I hope you have a great day. Except it would be like in a, in like a, he said she had a great voice. Um, I, I'm not even going to try 
because I know you're, I don't want to hurt your ears. Um, but she, she would just sing these little lines of like encouragement and blessings to people as they're passing through the airport. And he said, it was just this phenomenal experience to where he actually went to go talk to her. And like, <laughs> he goes, can I just give you a hug? He just, she's like, uh, yeah, I guess. And so he gave her a hug. He goes, because what you're doing is so beautiful. It's so simple. He's like, can you come work for each? He actually tried to give her a job. Can you come work for me? I'll hire you just to be around, right? So this this woman that has this job that might seem to many people to be insignificant, a woman that is might get overlooked, that you might walk by without even giving a second thought to at an airport, is at an airport where people are typically stressed or tired or in a hurry or hungry or something's going wrong or they're trying to catch a flight. And she's intentionally doing one thing to hopefully help bless the people that are passing by that might not otherwise acknowledge her, right? Like, isn't that the better thing? You know, she doesn't have a, a million dollars to go like, hey, I'm going to pay off people's debt or I'm going to pay for people's Christmas. Or She's doing the thing that she can do that's in front of her that will bring blessing to the people that will, that will let the people in front of her know that they are seen. Right. I see you, Mr. Blue Shirt. I see you, Mrs. Red Dress. I and sometimes that alone is enough to give a momentary sense of like healing and being and value. That, that alone might be enough to let somebody know that they matter. That alone might take somebody's day who's having a crap day, who's, who's depressed and upset and whatever. Maybe that. It's just a little like, just a little like little perk, a little pick me up that says, okay, somebody saw me today. Maybe, maybe I can get through to another day. And, and maybe even when you hear stories like that, aren't, aren't most people encouraged by stories like that? Like don't most people that hear a story like that, like the guy on the, on the trail with the bell and the smile or this lady at the airport, like, don't you hear a story like that and go, oh, that's really cool. That is such a neat thing. It's such a neat and simple thing that we all kind of admire. Like nobody goes, that person's an idiot. Nobody goes, I wish that guy would stop smiling and waving and ringing his bell. Nobody does that. We all appreciate it. Even the most introverted, antisocial of us. Like I don't, I don't like people getting into my space, but I appreciate that guy. Right? Isn't that something we all appreciate? But then... Why do we find that such like, why don't we do more of that? If we know we all appreciate it and we know that we like it and we know that it makes other people feel better and we know that maybe people will hear the story and appreciate the thing that we're doing and we know that it will help people to have a better day. Why aren't we doing more stuff like that? I don't know. So as we end this year and begin the next, my hope for you, my prayer for you, my prayer for us is that we, uh, is that we as a collective humanity might take a few lessons from the guy on the bike with the bell and the smile and begin our year, the new year, the year 2021, the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, um, that we might begin the new year with some intentional goodness towards others.
and maybe in doing so, we might create a movement. So there you have it, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. This has been the Sneaky Emu, episode number 17, the last one of the year 2020. This message will self-destruct in approximately three, two, I'm just kidding. Don't go anywhere. Okay, you can go somewhere. Thank you guys for being here. Mom, thanks for listening. I hope that you've had a great Christmas. I hope that you will end this new year on a positive, uplifting sort of note and that you will begin the year 2020 with something even better, that you will choose to intentionally make a difference in the world, that you will choose to bring something good and positive and uplifting and upbeat into your community and into your local neighborhoods, into your churches, into your schools, and into your jobs, that you will be a beacon of light that you will be a ray of positivity, that you will be the one that people talk about and say, isn't that such a cool thing when she did that? All right, my friends, thank you for listening. God bless. Happy New Year, and we will talk to you later.